Collegiate Career Bits, the podcast of the University Career Center at Charlotte. I'm Jay, and I'm very excited to have on Career Bits with me two-time UNC Charlotte alum and soon-to-be PhD, Pedro Regalado. Pedro, thank you so much for coming by Career Bits. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it, Jay. Nice to be here. Absolutely. You are here because it is Engineering, Manufacturing, Energy Career Community Week. And for those that don't know, that's our career community dedicated to not only our professional engineers, our future professional engineers who are studying here at Charlotte, but all those who want to work in the engineering, manufacturing, and energy space. And one of our advisors, Megan Corkery, recommended that I talk to you because, as she put it, Pedro, you had the most vast array of experiences of anybody she's ever met. And just to run down for everybody here, Pedro's got a bachelor's and master's from UNC Charlotte in electrical engineering, and you're currently working on your PhD at the New Jersey Institute of Technology in electrical engineering. You started it here, but left with your advisor who went, went to Jersey. You have worked at Google, Chevron, Stellantis, Intel, Boeing a couple times, Alston and Bird, Rockwell Automation, Monster Smart Solutions, and Cisco Systems. Correct. That's pretty impressive, man. So, so let's start with first for you, Pedro. How did you decide electrical engineering was the path for you? Ooh, <laughs> let's take a little bit back. Um, so I come from uh, a family of six uh, siblings, including myself, five uh, boys and one girl. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm the youngest. <laughs> so mm-hmm. all the boys actually did engineering as well. Okay. And so I think I kind of learned a little bit from each. And, uh, you know, we had civil engineering in the house. I think architecture engineering, software engineering, mechanical engineering. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm, I was checking out my option. I really like mechanical. One thing I like about UNCC mm-hmm. is that they have a 1201 course where they kind of expand upon those, the different types of engineering. Yeah. And the top two that I like was electrical and mechanical. And mm-hmm. that really opened my eyes. And then I just took a jump for it. I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I like electricity. I like connecting wires together. And the thing about electrical that I like is that you can always test. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you can test the voltage, circuitry. And that really intrigued me. I was like, okay, I can always test before I actually put a real system together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, then I just dove deep into there. And, and here I am. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. So, so when you started in your program obviously you somewhere along the way heard the word like you need to get some experience while you're in school oh for sure tell me how that landed for you and then let's talk through you don't have to give me your entire history here how you got some of those different positions and things for sure so i think uh once again i think uh learning from from some of my siblings uh i uh as even from my resume, some of my leadership include the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers, which mm-hmm. uh, focuses on on raising Hispanic awareness in STEM careers, STEM yeah. for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Mm-hmm. And I tried to attend those even since my last senior year of high school. So that kind of got me a little bit of view of well, what is engineering, you know, what what yeah. is going on. Um, and yeah, once I keep going to my freshman year, I remember my tall one professor, Mr. Blackman, <laughs> he kept saying, this is great, but where can you apply it? You know, we want to get experience as soon as possible. You know, companies are shifting more, especially in the technology sector. We're shifting more to experience. What can you do? Not just in the classroom, but outside of the classroom. Mm-hmm. So that's what kind of opened up my mind. I started open looking different internships. I was a bit scared at first, you know, trying to apply to my first real job because I was coming from working at a restaurant. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then I landed my first internship at Cisco, um, mm-hmm. Cisco Systems in the Raleigh RTP area, Research Triangle Park. Yeah. And uh, it was exciting. I was there, a network engineer there. And coming from an electrical engineering background, networks mean something completely different. It means like circuitry, connecting boards together. But the network engineer at Cisco meant more computer engineer, messing with routers and switches and things like that. It completely sure. shifted my view. Um, and I loved it. And ever since then, that's kind of what I've been going towards. Okay. That's very awesome. So what, tell me like what turns you on to that, that experience that, that 
gave you that you know ah moment to go like you know what no I think I do want to go more toward this direction. So I think in order to know what you want to do, mm-hmm. uh, it's very important to also know what you don't want to do. <laughs> and um, for me, early on, I um my first I think year two years of, of college, I uh I, I was a power and energy major. And yeah. Then I in my junior year wasn't I took a signals and system class, data network class, and where I got my first internship, where I realized, oh, I actually love doing this. So that's mm-hmm. that's what kind of triggered me to say, hey, I need to move away from from this. This has been great, um, and now shift to this network engineering position. That's what got me, you know, and then through the internships, it got me the experience that I didn't learn in the classroom, but yeah. still applying some of the conceptual things that were on my tests, exams, uh, sure. quizzes, and things like that. But now, you know, such a big company like Cisco Systems was focused on the security infrastructure of literally international, mm-hmm. uh, internationally, then now I'm messing with routers and switches that are going to, can impact billions of cities and, and states, right? With <laughs> one button, <laughs> I can switch up a whole city's infrastructure. Yeah. So it was it was pretty amazing and kind of opened up my eyes to, to new opportunities. Very cool. So you went from there to working at the Boeing company uh, yeah. multiple different times. Yeah. So um, three things. So tell me about how you know your journey to get to Boeing and what that was like. For sure. So I think um you always hear the saying like, hey, you know, you got to focus on getting your first job, your first internship. Then after that, it becomes easier to land another one. Right. All companies are looking for experience. Right. The, the people have experience working yep. in this area. So after Cisco, I didn't say I don't want to say it became easier. But um, it definitely um, shed a light into different companies. Like, oh, wow, he's worked for a reputable company. Uh, as a network engineer, he's done the great things. Cisco made me get my CCNA, Cisco Certification and Network Associate in Routers and Switches. So that mm-hmm. was pretty valuable for my career. And, and so Boeing saw that. And the the team that I joined, ONS, Onboard Network Systems, that's, that's specifically what they work with. So my manager saw my certification, saw my experience. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, I want him. And um. Yeah, it was it was great. That was in Everett, Washington. Yeah, I was gonna say that was up in Washington. <laughs> yeah, State it was too, a big so. and <laughs> the big the biggest thing was when I told my mother. She thought it was in Washington D.C. Oh, <laughs> she was she like, excited. oh, we'll be maybe three four hours away. We can come visit. And I was like, no, it's actually on the other <laughs> side of the country. And she's just yeah, it was it was a <laughs> a mother to son moment. But it was great. It was great. Uh, great experience. Uh, mm-hmm. More expensive than here, but I, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. Uh, I got to see a lot of cool things. And the thing about Boeing that I like is that you actually get to see from the beginning to the end so they have i think the biggest factory in everett yeah um the size of various uh, i think football fields they say but you get to see from when they start the airplane to when it's finished and you get it deployed and delivered to the customer and that was really intriguing for me because my senior technical engineer he took me to the airplane like this is specifically the hardware that we're working on this is where we impact mm-hmm. like oh you know you actually get to see the product that you're making so you make a great point there pedro and i think that's something that our students really resonate to as well as sort of understanding how even if you're just working on on a you know piece of a component of something that it does have that larger impact and stuff. But uh-huh. you said your senior engineer sort of took you through that. How did you build that relationship with that person so that he would have that conversation with you? Yeah, so I am. Um, I had a couple mentors. You know, some through education, some through my internships, and that was something that my manager always stressed. You know, build mentorships, talk to different people that have done it before, right? What you're trying to do, mm-hmm. and I think that was really important. And one of the first key things that one of my mentors told me while I was in my internship was build that relationship with somebody who has an expertise in the area you want to do and this was you know i think i maybe 40 50 years old he already been in the industry 20 plus years and you know you often hear like oh they're boring you know they already you know already know all this stuff they don't have all the light and all the new technologies that are coming in but that was completely untrue for me i mean they this guy was a technical expert in every sense of network engineering for my team specifically so he taught me all the little details and i think my curiosity also brought me you know that inspiration to him like oh i remember when i 
I was his age, you know, mm-hmm. let, let me see what I can do. And he took, you know, he didn't have to, you know, it wasn't part of his job role per se, but he took that extra step because of my curiosity, my sure. optimism, be like, hey, can you do this? Can I do this? Took me all the way up to the, to the factory and like, hey, see, this is what we're doing. This is what we focus on. This is my role and this is how it impacts the rest of Boeing. So it kind of at least puts it in the level field because sometimes as interns, you get, what, three months of, of summer to try to do work. And right when you finish your summer, you start thinking you're just getting the leg of something working. It's like, oh, time to go. So yeah, I think it's really crucial to be able to see kind of this uh, experience trying to teach you things that you don't see in the classroom. So. Yeah, exactly. It's all an extension of everything like mm-hmm. that. Right? So, exactly. Now, you've also switched gears, too, because you've been a sales engineer and a patent specialist. Yeah. Uh, now, I know who all Steer Bird is because they're, they're good partners of ours here and stuff, but other may not. Talk, talk to us about that because that's very different than being a network engineer. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So, I think uh, I, I became a sales engineer first, then an IP patent specialist. Uh, so, that was around, what was it? Yeah, around my master's, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. early, early master's program that I was doing. So I think for me, I, uh, I've always been an extrovert growing up. And I think once I hit engineering, I became a little more introvertish, you know, mm-hmm. wanted to be alone, like to code, like to do things on my own. And this is great. You know, companies like to see those things, but, um, I, uh, I started noticing, at least in myself, my presentation skills to others were also going down, my communication skills and were going for me and mm-hmm. his opinion, obviously. Um, and I wanted to improve that. So I wanted to like, Oh, what if I go to the sales? And I heard, I used to always like say sales. No, never. But there are companies such as Rock Automation that has sales, but has technical sales as well, where yeah. you learn a product and you get to sell it to the customer. And you know, you have the technical guys and the non-technical guys. So they have, um, this Auradium style way of doing things where it's like, okay, after 20 minutes, nobody's going to listen to you, you know, and people don't care about, you know, the non-technical people, you know, the business or managers, they don't care about you putting 12 bolts dc power to this and you know they're saying how are you going to affect my plant how is this going right. to be more efficient and, and performing better and that's what i learned through through my sales engineering and al- analytics they gave me a specific hardware to learn for rock automation and they say okay we're going to train you this is how you need to speak this is how you this is the customers this is your audience now go and do it go sell this product and it was a really uncomfortable experience for me i would say because i was so uh used to being stuck in my little bubble doing my work you know sure getting some a's b's and some classes but never really going outside my comfort zone Mm -hmm. so that really intrigued me there and it was great it was great i think it improved my my communication skills tremendously with non-technical people Mm -hmm. um and so that was a good experience then as i moved from there i moved to austin and bird to be an ip uh intellectual property patent specialist Mm -hmm. um and yeah, once again, I think I had a misconception that, oh, well, you need to be a lawyer to, to work for a patent law firm and things like that. But no, there's so many technology firms such as, you know, Google, Amazon, Boeing, um, that are looking to patent some of the technology aspects. So they needed engineers or STEM field, um, people to look at what this technology is. Can they understand exactly. it? Can you vouch for them and things like that? And that was something really important that I learned there. Mm-hmm. Like now I get to be on the other side. Now I'm not, I'm not the one filing patents, but now I'm, representing other companies that mm-hmm. are filing patents to see oh okay this is new this is not new and i had to convince basically the the uh, the united states uh trademark office and that th- this is valid right so yeah that was that was a, a really good experience as well that's fantastic though so like you said it if you don't use certain skills all the time, they become dull at some point. So right. you push yourself just internally to go like, I'm going to push myself outside of that. So if I'm, if I'm a student, I'm listening to this and I may respond to that and go like, Oh yeah, I kind of feel the same way, but I don't know anybody at Boeing or anywhere I can go to work and do that. Like what are some other ways you would recommend like students sort of push themselves beyond those barriers? You always uh, hear, uh, what is that saying? 
your network is your net worth. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that that goes in every aspect of life, right? Mm -hmm. Whether emotional, physical, um, career-wise, and, and even spiritual, right? Uh, anything mm -hmm. you're seeking for, right? There's always somebody most likely that have already gone that path or down a similar path that has more experience than you do, especially as an early career trying to start your career. Yeah. So why make your own mistakes, right? Why not learn from other people's mistakes? Somebody that has already done this 20, 30 times, 100 times. So I, you know, I encourage students to, to be uncomfortable if you're feeling comfortable now you know you're not doing something right you need to feel a little uncomfortable feel a little bit on the edge about your career obviously don't uh, that's not to say make silly decisions or decisions that maybe may hurt you or your career but yeah um you know go out there network talk to people join events that maybe you usually don't join um, even if it's outside of mechanical engineer or the worst electrical engineer, electrical, mechanical, civil, they're all very bad, right? And then they get a niche, you know, specific um, domain with it, those engineering degrees. So be curious. I think meet other people. If I wouldn't have gone to that internship, I wouldn't have realized that I didn't like power and energy as much as I like network systems, right? Right. So it's something that I would have continued doing power and energy and then reached the end of my bachelor and say, hey, you know, I, I like this. I could do this, but I don't know if I want to do this for the rest of my life, right? Yeah. With this internship experience because of my network, joining SHEP, the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers, trying mm -hmm. to engage with others, I realized, hey, there's something actually better out there that not only do can I do it just to get paid for, but it's something that I love doing that I can wake up and say, oh, my goodness, I'm excited about this. So yeah. and in order to do those things, I think you have to be curious beyond just let me do my homework. Let me pass this test. Let me join an organization. Right. And not, not once you graduate from your bachelor's, a, a, a career is not guaranteed. And I, I think that's a lot. Some something that I wish somebody could have told me when when I was younger. So take advantage of the opportunities that are given. Uh, UNC Charlotte has a lot of resources as well. So definitely take advantage of those. So Pedro, what, what inspired you to, to go beyond your bachelor's, get your master's and now, you know, into your PhD program? Oh man. Yeah. So <laughs> I never actually thought I would get my master's. Uh, I just, I thought bachelor's was great. I was like bachelor's engineering. That's going to open up the world of opportunities. Um, back in the day, I think it was, yeah, I mean, the tech was, was going so fast that every year there was some new technology, new computers, new chips and everything. I was like, oh, what's a, another degree going to do for me? <laughs> because technology is moving so fast. I think, uh, one of the things that got me to start my master's at UNC Charlotte was the early entry master's program that they offer. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's for high achieving rising seniors that have above, I think, a certain GPA. Mm -hmm. Um, you get to take uh, master courses in your senior year of undergraduate and basically, I think, shaving off about a year of master's. Yeah. So then after that, you can have just another year. And the coolest thing about that is you pay undergraduate money for it instead of graduate money for yeah. it. So that, that was the biggest thing. I, uh, I didn't grow up with a lot of money. Um, so I think that was very important for me to mm -hmm. take advantage of that opportunity. And I said, why not? And uh I uh, once I had my experiences with Cisco, with the Boeing company, and a few other uh, internships, mm -hmm. I realized data networks, wireless systems. That's kind of what I wanted to focus on, and I that's mm -hmm. that's what I decided to get a master's on in data networks. Right, and so yeah, and your PhD concentration is in wireless networks and artificial intelligence. Right, You're right, right, yeah. So then that's I, kind of the scary stuff that's running out there, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, then I take a step forward in my master <laughs> courses with my now current PhD advisor. I took a course with him, and I really <laughs> liked it. And I say I went to, to his office hours, talked to him. I was like, hey, I want to be in your team. It was like, oh, okay, let's see what you got going on. And we were able to work something out, thankfully. Um, yeah. 
that's fabulous that you you put yourself out there and said, "Hey, I just want to be a part of this. I want to volunteer." And then all of a sudden, yeah, the doors yeah, open, no, because so. usually I don't know. I didn't know how it worked at all. I had never, mm-hmm. you know, nobody had ever told me. I didn't know if they reached out to you based on how you perform in their courses or something. Mm-hmm. But I said, "Hey, I like this guy. I like his mm-hmm. class. I like you know uh, this domain." Mm-hmm. So let's see. And I checked out his website. He was working on this wearable technology, edge mm-hmm. edge technology, computer system, machine learning. Mm-hmm. I said, I want to be part of this. <laughs> so I talked to him and, and he he believed in me, gave me a try. And, and here we are. <laughs> We're yeah. still. Uh, well, I mean, still. Yeah. And just for the record, they don't just pull you out of class. You have to do what you did. <laughs> right. and go and say, hey, no, I'm interested in this. I want to be a part of this. And that's particularly when you're doing graduate work. I always tell students that, and we talk about that in the career center, is you do graduate work because <laughs> you're trying to specialize in something. Mm-hmm. So when you find someone you want to specialize with, you let them know you're interested in it. Like, right. You've you got to be geeked out about it. And by the way, if, you, if you're not geeked out about it, you might want to change concentration. <laughs> so. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, and sometimes we forget that, you know, that these are, PhD folks that are already invested in this domain like they're experts in this domain so exactly so it's up to us to get their Mm -hmm. attention and say hey we want to be in your team we want to show ourselves that that we can do this this is our experience this is what we can offer Fantastic. Well, Pedro, thank you so much for being a part of Career Bits. Any things you would pass on to students? Any final pieces of advice? And tell folks how they can connect with you as well. Uh, Don't be afraid to to take different opportunities. Um, Sometimes there's a big difference between just getting a paycheck you know to to just to get a paycheck and live and to actually do something that, that you like. I mean, a lot of people say just do what you're passionate about and then the rest will come along. And I think um, while that is very important, you, you want to be realistic and, and with your goals, what you can achieve, what you have done and, and what you want to do in the future, whether it's something that makes you uncomfortable or not. So mm-hmm. one thing, like I said, that I had to do in order to take that next level is be uncomfortable. The one last saying is that in order to get to places you've never been, sometimes you have to do things you've never done. So I encourage you guys to go out there, go to these career fairs, um, go to any mentorship sessions, join any organization that's for academic or meeting others, networking. And uh, you never know. You never know who may be able to help you um, in this world. So, yeah, uh, that's one last uh, advice there. You can contact me um, at my personal email, Pedro Regalado, P-E-D-R-O-R-E-G-A-L-A-D-O, 12 as in the numbers 12 at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any questions, any feedback, any more advice that you would like about how I did things and how I spent my time at UNC Charlotte. And, um, yeah, I hope you guys get, you know, get something out of this and are able to take that next step in you guys' career. Absolutely. We'll link Pedro's email in the podcast description along with his LinkedIn page because you can read. Mm-hmm. So I, we didn't even touch half <laughs> of the stuff that this guy's done. So, uh, But, Pedro, thank you so much for, for giving up your time and, and talking to our group. We really appreciate it. You're exactly the kind of alum we'd love to spotlight here on Career Bits and uh, just wish you all the best in everything that you're doing. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jay, for your time and, and having me here today. Absolutely. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Career Bits. You can follow the happenings of the Career Center on our website, career.charlotte.edu, and follow the Career Center's social media at CLT Career Center. We'll talk to you again soon.